Somebody's going to go bridge here. It's better time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Gombers Podcast, episode 126. My name is Andrew Gardner, joined alongside by Alex Clausen and Steve Brady. Boys, how are we doing on this wonderful Sunday afternoon? I won't lie. This is probably one of the cooler episodes we've ever done. If you are fortunate enough to get a clip from this episode, you'll understand why. Looking at myself and Andrew Gardner, um, my second of third takes on this wonderful intro is uh, people forget Ben Sheets started the 2008 uh, All-Star Game as the NL starter. Not that I'd ever heard of Ben Sheets in my life. Uh, good old pitcher for the Braves, but uh, people do forget he started the game. And the third one I'll give is I use the word love very infrequently. It's a strong word. It, mean, it means strong emotion. And I'll tell you this. I love the Boston Red Sox right now. Steve, how you doing? Doing fantastic. It is a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Unfortunately, today, as we'll get into the Red Sox win streak, the longest win streak they've had in two years was snapped today. It was at eight games, if I'm not mistaken. I had a great Sunday. I went golfing today. Didn't put sunblock on. I'm absolutely burned to a crisp. It's brutal out here. But you can't complain when you again spend a Sunday out with the boys on the course. And now I'm with my two other boys virtually. Thank you, Internet. Talking some socks. And hopefully OB will cover us on the rest. boy, Steve. I'm happy to be here personally. Been a good week. I will say, Steve, you, you mentioned the, the sun there. It was warm today. It got up to like 76, 77. I feel like the first two to three times it's that warm here in like New England, you kind of get reminded. You're like, I got to warm myself up because this feels warm now. Midsummer, it's going to be okay. But beautiful weather all around in New England and beautiful play by the Boston Red Sox all week. Kind of laid an egg today, but honestly, I think we can all look past it after the eight game win streak which started one day before we recorded our last episode, which started on the Alex Verdugo walk-off single against Emmanuel Classe. And when we left off last Sunday, we've been ripping these Sunday episodes for you guys. When we left off last week, I think it was like mid-third, mid-four something, but Chris Sale was dealing against the Cleveland Guardians. He is back. Two phenomenal starts this week. We're going to hit on uh, that last game against Cleveland. A little bit of the, or I mean, all of the Blue Jays series, Philly series. Overall, this is the most fun. Honestly, again, Steve, I I, I know it's 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 getting late here on a Sunday, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a John Cena moment here. But arguably, since we started the show, and I know you said it's been two years that this has been the longest win streak. This is some of the most fun that I have had watching the Boston Red Sox these this last week or so. It's been awesome. It's breaking news just came across my desk. Oh, I definitely want Steve. to uh, Uh-oh. Definitely want to come back to what you're saying right now, Gardner, because I think you're making some great points hey, here. But Wait, hold on. Can we do an like a like a headline? It's like You got to read it over the breaking news song. Oh yeah. Some breaking news has just come across my desk here tonight, folks, on Sunday, May 7th at 7:01 p.m. Christian Arroyo has been placed on the 10-day IL. I'm not sure if that happened earlier today or what. Look. That was breaking news this morning, Steve. Yep, I just it just I said I didn't say it happened right now. I said it 
came across my desk at this very Steve. moment in time. Yeah, is your Steve. desk located in Wyoming? Come on, buddy. Steve. Alex. That was breaking news like three years ago. I feel like that guy is on the injured <laughs> list more than he's on the active roster. Hey, Christian Arroyo. It was a good week to be a Christian Arroyo guy. It really was. It he was. played really well. Pretty, pretty good. I don't know about really well. In terms I of, him, posit- I give him pretty good versus really well. <laughs> In terms of positivity, we got a, I got a lot more guys to give a good check mark to this week, rather than a, a big old X, which has been happening. But, uh, yeah, Steve, you want, you want to read the report for us, even if it's been out since this morning. Yeah, Krishna Royals on the ten day IL. I uh, don't know what's wrong with him. Let me see. Right hamstring strain. It's strained. It's strained. I don't know. Chris Sale, uh, you mentioned, was good. I don't even want to talk about uh, Christian Who, Arroyo. Wait, Steve, who's up? Who's up? Who's up? What? For Christian Arroyo? Who got called up? Uh, no, we're not going to talk about him. Oh, true. True. No yeah. attention. I'm just going to leave him alone. Called up. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. It's like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Just leave him alone. Leave him alone. If you know, you know. And if you leave don't, Bob know, all you I'm going to say is leave Bob alone. We yeah, will not Bob mention alone. his name. That's it. The less that's we talk about get. him, the better he does. Nope, that's all you get. That's all he's getting. All the airtime. Clausen? People forget Christian Arroyo is hitting 444 over the last seven games. Small sample size, Pretty but good. I dig it. I dig it. I mean, I mean, Steve, if you want to expand the sample size a little bit, he's hitting 324 over the last 15. All right. Now we're talking. That's pretty good. Christian Arroyo. The first month of the season, you talk about a guy who came in with an opportunity. You talk about a guy, a former top 100 major league baseball prospect. You talk about a guy who was traded for the best player in Rays history. I'm going to tell you about a guy who was given an opportunity. Talk about the guy. I'm going to talk about him, Steve. And that's not true. Talk about the guy. It's not true. All I'm going to say is I'm happy to see Christian Rowe come around and have a good two weeks here because He's been struggling, hasn't been playing too hot in the field. Obviously, swinging the bat hasn't been too phenomenal either. But again, he's a guy, and I said the word opportunity a couple times there. He's a guy who's been given a little bit of a spot with Mondesi out, with Story out. You got Yu Chang out. Now he's out as well. The middle of the infield, wide open for anybody to take. Kike hasn't been playing too well in the middle of the infield. I'm happy to see Christian Arroyo tearing it up a little bit. Tearing it up might what. be a little hot of a word. but I'll tell you what about the uh, the middle of the infield. And I also want to double back real quick prior to the breaking news coming across my desk. It has been a fun, it has been a fun team to watch this. That's not a hot take. I don't think, I think that this has been the most fun the Red Sox have been since 2018. I don't think that's a hot take. Whoa. I don't You'd say over the, t- the end of the 20, well, like the 2021 playoffs. I think that that was a fun playoffs, but I think this team is more fun than that team. Going back to the middle of the infield thing. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Yeah. yeah. Can I ask you a question? Ask me. Who told y'all all off season, especially in the end of the off season, that they were going to be fun, that they weren't going to be that bad? I think that you said it a lot, and I think that there was a lot of optimism behind your words. And I also think that right now we got to ride this high while we can because we have a ton of players way, way, way overperforming their expectations. They're just way, way exceeding them. And that includes uh, Masataka Yoshida, who we knew was going to be good, but he's on a currently like 17, 18 game hit streak right now. 16. He's, even today, he got uh, yeah. Six, 16, including today, today was 16. I today, today was 16. Was 17. Okay. Today was 16. Either way, still outperforming. 
Middle infield so, wide open. I forgot Trevor Story exists. Clawson. My thing is, is, is it really unrealistic to say that we could have said at the beginning of the season that this team was going to be was going to come in waves. It was going to be hot. It was then going to be cold. Certain guys would pick up. Certain guys would maybe fall off. Certain guys would maybe take certain uh, take especially long to heat up. Is that unfair to say? Do we say that this is out of out of character for this Red Sox team? I don't really think so. I don't, I don't think anybody said this would be impossible. I don't think anybody said that it was. You called me crazy multiple times. Well, all right. Well, the thing that you were saying was they were going to win eighty-eight games and make a and make the playoffs. And, and, and how out of reach is that for the team that has the fifth best record in the major leagues right now? I think right now what we're looking at is a team that I love that is very hot. But I think that we're going to have to. We have to realize we're still probably to put this in to project this onto NFL terms. We're probably in week three right now. Fellas, 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 fellas. There's no reason to get ahead of ourselves. I think, I think I think we have to look at the here and now and say that this team, the culture has been great. It's supporting young and new players, but there are plenty of positions that need improvement. And at some point, this team is gonna this team is gonna have to cool off. But it's gonna get hot again. And it's just a matter of if it gets hot at the right time and they keep they keep playing the way they are. If they're playing the way they are they should run away and they should make the playoffs. Can I ask? But, I, 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 sorry, finish your thought there. No, I mean, that's really it. It's just, it, this team is going to be, this team is going to be very hot and very cold. That doesn't mean they're not going to be able to scrap together a record over 500 and put together a lot of entertaining games. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with the Red Sox. I, I genuinely, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to bring up a cold streak. There's no reason to talk about that right now and to even project that. I'm sure, and we've seen this, we saw it in 2021 when after April, they had either the first or second best record in the major leagues. And then August was one of the toughest months. I think we, or anybody who's a Red Sox fan two years ago, had at the time. I mean, they were self-destructing. I remember that series in Toronto when Matt Barnes was serving up walk-off ding-dongs to George Springer. And Teoscar Hernandez, and you're just like, this team is not going to make the playoffs. And same thing at the end of September. There were cold moments in 2021, but we all look back at that season pretty fondly. There were a lot of fan favorites that year. And the thing is, is that a lot of the guys on the team right now are coming around and people love them. Like, again, Yoshida, he got off to an absolutely brutal start. And when we talk about like a brutal start, we mean like two, three weeks. Like these sample sizes, I, I agree with you, Klaus. And like, it is very early in the season, but it is also very, very encouraging to see some of these guys who we did not think were going to have good seasons come out of the gates hot. And I mean, how many guys, one sec, how many guys last year, last year was, again, I, I forget what they went, 78 games, like just a smidge under 500. And last year, how many things went wrong with this team? How many guys underperformed? It's so encouraging right now to see guys who you have little expectation for, like uh, not a lot to expect from, and they come out and they're firing. I mean, I know there was a lot of talk around Justin Turner. Is he going to bring anything? He's hitting like 270 right now. Duran, he's been phenomenal. Verdugo, probably the best player on the team. Devers, I know his average is low. He's slugging the ball. Yoshida's been out of this world. He's probably going to win, um, you know, player of the week. You can go down the list. Even guys who at the beginning of the year were slow, Casas, Arroyo, they've had good starts. Pitching's been solid. 
again, it's just encouraging to see guys kind of turn it around. Awesome. I think I didn't I didn't want that to sound negative to say that I don't believe in this team because I do. And I think if you look at last year and you especially look at the everyday rotation on the infield and then the lineup, there really were very few spots that were up for grabs. You have to consider the whole left side of the infield. There wasn't anyone that was taking that job unless there was an off day. You know, DH was set. There was a solid portion of the outfield that was set. The catcher position was set. You had so many set positions that there really wasn't much true competition where I think if you look at this team right now, the only spot that is completely locked in on a day-to-day basis is third base. Because you look at the catcher position, they switch catchers a couple days. It's a, it's kind of a, it's a rotation between McGuire and Wong. Wong's been very hot. Reese McGuire's especially been excellent. I've been very surprised by both of them. First, second, short, that switches pretty often. The outfield, it's kind of guys in, guys out, whoever's hot. But, and I think that has elevated the, the level of play, but Really, what I wanted to focus on and what I was kind of alluding to in my last point was there is so we haven't seen this kind of maybe uncertainty is the wrong word, but there's so much flexibility in this lineup that we're not sure that we're going to have the same lineup one through nine that's going to produce all year. You know what I mean? There's, there's going to be a certain amount of flexibility when guys come back and when guys get cold. So Right now, we just haven't seen the the long-term capabilities of the guys that are on the field. I think that you guys are both describing, and this is kind of, I want to uh, wrap up this segment a little bit, uh, with Heim Bloom kind of needs his flowers at this point in the season. you got to give him credit where credit's due. And I think that uh, Boston sports especially, you know, people get praised when they're good and they get, you know, uh, hate when they're bad, I guess is the best word to describe it. And maybe it took Haim a little bit of time to construct the roster in his in his vision in the Rays mold. I think that we're really reminiscent of a Rays team right now. And that has a lot to do with the fact that the the players in the lineup can be swapped in and out interchangeably. And then whoever comes in that day will generally be able to produce pretty well. And that goes for the outfield if Toppy is in, if Yoshida is in, if Doogie and um, Duran are in, Duvall when he comes back, that's a good problem to have. We have too many outfielders right now. And then you have guys like Justin Turner, that really kind of seems like a race signing to me. And then you have, I guess it's it's a committee. The entire team's a committee. And who knows at the end of the day, like Clausen said, how well this uh, lineup is going to stay hot. They're going to cool down a little bit, a lot of averages. But at the end of the day, like I said, we're good right now, and that's all that really matters. So let's ride that high. Let's ride the positivity right into – I think we should just skip the, the Guardians last game because nobody really cares about that anymore, and let's get right into the the Blue Jays series because what we do uh, during that four-game series? I got one last thing quickly on that. Um, <laughs> I think just the biggest thing for me is just the – from at least, at least last offseason is the depth that they've built. And again, some of these prospects starting to come around a little bit and you bring in a guy like Tapia and I know Justin Turner is not really much of a depth piece. I mean, you expect him to be the starter, but again, the depth on this team, they've had four middle infield guys go down now and they're still getting production from those spots, which is phenomenal. And that was not the the case last year. And the other quick thing I got 
on kind of what Steve, you were saying about Heim is I texted this the other day about last year's trade deadline. There was a lot, a lot of negative talk about that last year. Like all oh, the Red Sox are trading their catcher who was a fan favorite, who wasn't doing a ton of last year offensively, who's going to hit free agency and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, the guys in the clubhouse are mad about it. They, they released Plawecki. There was a whole fanfare about that. All very weird. All stuff that was kind of just blown out of proportion in my mind. Again, none of us are in the clubhouse, but still at the same time, you hear guys like Jaron Duran talking about how much more he's enjoying himself this year, how much more kind of accepting guys on the team are, uh, you know, like, you know, just kind of bringing them in and making them feel like a team. And we talked about this last week, and I, I'm not going to trash on anybody who was on the team last year. But again, the trade deadline now, looking back at it from last year, and I said this at the time, there really were no negatives to it. Again, it's been all positives. Emmanuel Valdez, he's been very, very good. Um, you know, you're not missing Christian Vasquez at the, the catching position. You don't really need Hosmer, whatever. Deekman got released from the White Sox last week. I, I still can't believe you get Reese McGuire for him. Tommy Pham, whatever. Jay Groom, he's got one of the worst ERAs in all of AAA, like the third worst. So again, Haim just kind of did his thing on the side. He didn't move Xander. He didn't move JD. They got some valuable pieces back, got rid of some guys, didn't really need. And again, people, I don't know. They they more focus on the negative. That's the big thing. I think thing. not moving Z, uh, JD and Xander was kind of the only the only diss you can give on him because it seemed like at the end of the day they they didn't they, they had no intention of I mean extending JD and they were far far away from from Xander. Yeah, I mean we talked about it last fall. Like hindsight twenty twenty, like you can't move Xander there. They were still like competing for a playoff spot, and I put that definitely in, like, could have moved JD though. Especially I, I JD could have gotten knowing moved. the information that. JD said, Hey, I want to play two more years and then retire. And they said, Nah. I agree. Now we're good. I agree. But other than that, it's a, I got nothing else on that. So my, my last thought, I, uh, I, I, I think it's fair to say right now that Heim has made in the long term some solid moves. I think he's this year, we're starting to see the Heim Bloom effect of depth and players that he has brought up. Like, Guardy, Steve, who are the top performers right now on this team? Tell me. Masataka Yoshida. Um, go. What? Verdugo. Wong. Yep. Devers. Yep. So outside of Devers, I mean, Devers, to be fair, is a, is a farm call-up. He was a guy they brought over from a very young age and developed, and he's turned into a stud. But the rest of those guys, you got to give credit to Heim and say that Yoshida thus far has turned out to be a very solid hitter. And you have to yeah. give him credit where credit's due. And An understatement. You have to give him credit where credit's due. Verdugo has played lights out. And you also have to give Wong credit where it's due. He's played much better than I think anyone expected. His and offense has been really good. And he's been Great. arguably a top three defensive catcher in the league. He's Great. The second best pop time he has thrown out, I think, last time I saw it, this was a couple days ago, six out of 11 uh, attempted steals. And uh, he actually has the second fastest sprint speed for a catcher in the league, too. Fun fact. So continue, Clausen. So I think to two more points. Number one, I mean, the rest of the team, the offense he's built has been, I mean, watching the game on Thursday, and we'll get into it, it's quality at bat after quality at bat. 
It's not 2021 base New York Yankees style of baseball where they just slug you until you die. It's quality at bats, getting guys on base, passing the baton, bringing people in. And then I think you have to look at the rotation as well, including the bullpen. Heim has done a much better job building this bullpen than people give credit for. If you take Ord out, if you take Brazier out, this bullpen is the second best ERA in baseball. And to your final point with culture, I think the thing that they have benefited from so far is a reset culture. There's guys that are now allowed to go be voices in the clubhouse and now lead the team. And I think you, you definitely are missing these key veterans in Xander and in JD, but at the same time, you've now given guys a new voice and you've now given people like Jaron Duran who struggled in that old culture, now an ability to go benefit off a very inclusive culture and a very new culture and a very inviting culture. And now Duran has, has seemed to thrive with this new clubhouse. Steve? Without a doubt. Without uh, yeah. a doubt. I, I wholeheartedly um, agree with, with all those points. And it's just been like, I, I think just bringing in different veterans too. And again, I promise this is the last point we talk about. Uh, or I, yeah. And I mentioned this before the season. And I said this when I was on locked on Red Sox two or three weeks ago, and I saw someone like comment on what I say under one of the posts or like the, the episode cards. And they were like, Oh, what a joke for comparing this to the 2013 team. And I have said again, what the 2013 team did with the Boston marathon bombing cannot be replicated and cannot the character of that team cannot be replicated for the city of Boston. That was an unbelievable team in terms of players. They brought in some veterans. You had a couple young guys coming up. This team on paper still very much reminds me of that team. A lot of guys who need to prove themselves. And again, that 2013 team, a lot of guys had career years and that's kind of just how it's working right now for the 2023 Boston Red Sox. So again, all smiles here. I'm not going to complain about everything. And we did have an episode title. Uh, it was probably like early on, like first 20 episodes. 2024 is our year. And we're seeing that farm system develop uh, from when we started this podcast late 2020 to now. And it's it's been sweet to grow. 2021 was kind of a bonus, but we're getting there. But anyway, getting into the series with the Blue Jays. Obviously, that last game against the Guardians, Sox win it. Chris Sale goes six strong, five strikeouts. All good there. First series, our first game against the Blue Jays was the Alex Verdugo walk-off home run game. Again, a solid start again from Corey Kluber. That was two in a row at the time. He gives up three over five and a third, seven strikeouts. And overall, again, this is just an example. And they win two straight one-run games to start the series against the Blue Jays. I love the heart on this team. And, you know, oh, yeah. we saw that with the Verdugo walk-off oh, yeah. against the Guardians, too. They go down. The bullpen gives up a tying run. It was like last year, they would just kind of fall over, and that was it. You know, they'd kind of die out. This year, exactly. it's a whole different story. They want to win these games. And that was exactly, again, what I saw. Like, Verdugo didn't give it any time than that. Walk-off, Jack. It's a it, it's a different just kind of feeling. Yeah, Guardy, I was just going to say, the, the feeling of the team, I personally, I don't feel like they're ever really out of a game at this point. Even today, which we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, we were down today and we lost today, but I didn't feel like we were ever going to 
I didn't feel like we were going to lose still. Even into the eighth inning, I didn't feel like we were going to lose. Alex Verdugo coming up before he hit that home run, I felt like he was going to get on base at the very least. And then he came out and hit a jack on like the third pitch of that at bat. Corey Kluber, here's how confident I am in Corey Kluber right now. A couple of days ago, I picked him up in fantasy. <laughs> Corey who? Corey Kluber. Kuba? Klubot. The Kubot? Klubot. I picked him up in fantasy a few days ago. That's how confident I am. <laughs> See, I didn't even know you had a fantasy team. I'm in a, I am in a fantasy league uh, for 50 big ones was the buy-in, and it's pretty good. I'm uh, two and two right now, in line for my third win. Who, and uh, who's your first round pick? My first round pick was Jordan Al- Alvarez, and then I got Mookie in the second round, but I traded Mookie away for Sonny Gray and uh, Nico Horner. Uh, shout for, out uh, for Alex Verdugo. That seems like a seems like a Poor trade compared to Alex Verdugo and Connor Wong. I won't lie. Nico is the top-ranked second baseman in fantasy this year. Averages more points than Mookie. And Sonny Gray, outside of his last uh, his last start, has been tremendous. Shout out to Sonny no. Gray. Wish Sorry. we traded for him from the Athletics way, way back in like 2016. I remember that. You know, you know side note, people forget that Sonny Gray was on the, the Yankees last year. Yep, and he sucked. And, uh, was that last and, year or two uh, years ago? You know, I, I, Three, I'm sure four, I could dig for yeah, I'm, I'm sure maybe? I could. I'm sure I could dig through Twitter, but uh, you know, maybe what I was looking at the other day was all these players leaving the Yankees and being good. All of a, all, all of a sudden, they're just so just, much better. Yeah, I love it. What yeah, about, this game Joe, is Joey Gallo having I mean, a good year? Joey, yeah, I mean, well, all right, no, Joey Gallo. He's, decent. he's look, been out, look, he was on the IL for look, a little while. Look, the the difference with Joey Gallo is that he doesn't have six people on the right side of the infield, but uh, he also uh, has his beard back. True. All I'm gonna uh, say is all I'm gonna say is is hard as a statistics guy and an analytics guy at heart, hard correlation between leaving the Yankees and increased player performance in the year of uh twenty twenty three. What about uh Jorge Mateo? Probably playing much better. Probably been the best AL shortstop so far this year. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty Maybe. good. Maybe. But yeah, uh great win. Felt yeah, good. Another Felt good. good win. I uh, and Again, we've been talking about, uh, or we talked about him briefly last week, Bernardino, who still has not allowed a run in his Red Sox career. I know Blyer gave up a freaking bomb to uh, Kyle Schwarber today. Bernardino's got a great, great spot here to set himself up as that, I don't want to say go-to lefty in the pen, because it's, again, been a small sample size, but on a team that is still waiting for Jolie Rodriguez to come back and is still kind of lacking lefties in the pen i would say that is one of the weak spots on this team he's been great and he's seizing the opportunity which is again is kind of the mantra of this team fellas i think that we keep saying small sample size we keep saying early in the season let's just enjoy a good thing while we got it and let's not worry about the future let's worry about the next game you know i think that's what the red sox are doing right now they're worrying about the next game let's win tomorrow you know doesn't guys, matter a couple weeks look, from now. Look, win guys, tomorrow. guys. Yeah. Well, maybe not tomorrow because they have an off day. But yeah, win next game. <laughs> maybe on Tuesday. How confident win. are we feeling against this little short series against the Braves? Can we? Uh, yeah, quickly. So let's look ahead. Let's get through the Toronto. Yeah, series. I was right, gonna yeah, say. Yeah, all right, all right. Get I was actually gonna bring this up to you guys after this. We have not done a look ahead like at all this year. Okay, we'll do a look. We'll do a quick one, Steve. I know you're. You're. We're, we're getting through this. We're getting through. Anywho. Game number two against the Toronto Blue Jays, who I will mention coming into this series were 18 
and 10. And the Boston Red Sox were 15 and 14. And the AL East is just an absolute wagon. That was how we opened talking about last episode. But Red Sox are creeping their way back up. Game two, Red Sox win seven to six. Blyer gets the win. Uh, I mean, Josh Winkowski adds his name to the Red Sox all-time one save list. The storyline in this my, one, which we... My guy. My guy. Winkowski, I, I do like him. I do like him. I'm but the story, you, man. Uh, he's been nails. He has. I've got actually a he has question nails. Actually, he's got one six one ERA right now. After I've got I'm, one, I got one as, thing to say, and then I got a question. Hey, as I said earlier, take Brazier out of the bullpen. Second best ERA in baseball. And or, one thing? You they're still number eight. seven if if they're in there. I did see that tweet earlier. I will say this: Tanner Houck starts the game. He ends up giving up a six run fifth inning, and we made a graphic on this garbage earlier in the week about the. And I'll read these stats off. I know Tanner Houck pitched today, but these are the stats coming in to his start today. So they do not include um today. So. Through his first time through the order, 16.1 innings pitched, a 1.32 ERA, 14 Ks, and a 1.52 slug. And then second time through, a 386 ERA over 11 and two thirds. And then third time through the order, six and a third innings pitch, 17.05 ERA. And a couple people responded and they were like, well, show us the sample size for the whole league, this and this and that. And I, I gave it to them. I'll read them off right here too. It just kind of signifies to me how like why Tanner Houck should be in the bullpen. Another, you know, blow up inning. He was okay today, I guess. But uh again, first time through the order, uh the average is around a 3.9 ERA. Second time, this is league average, average is around a 4.75, and third time average is at 4.5.9 uh, ERA. So again, Houck is a way above average first inning, pretty average second inning, way worse than average third inning. So, yeah, you say put him in the bullpen. I don't disagree. You could go full raise, however, and just have him be a quote unquote starter and take him out earlier. Take I, him out I, earlier. I think you literally, I, I would totally not be opposed. I know Cutter Crawford is on the IL again, but especially with some of these depths, depth arms in the bullpen, and they did have a six man rotation for. Uh, a brief moment there, like four days. Yeah. Like, Who was it? Why am I blanking? Who got hurt? Oh, Whitlock. Uh, Whitlock. Again. Yeah. You know this guy named Garrett Whitlock. I I do remember him. I do remember him. But I will say, I think you just give Hauk eighteen batters. You say if you go two innings, if you go six perfect, that's it. I'm giving you eighteen it, batters. It's just, it's just tough to run with without a structure like that. If you say if you go out and do this then we'll give you that. Like you kind of have to set some sort of expectation, right? Well, everything's well, the expectation is he gets 18 batters. Yeah. The expectation is go out there for two. We'll give you two times around. We'll give you two times around pitch. Well, you can get You can get less than that unless you carry in like a no hitter that day. And you absolutely really, really, really look like you're dominating. You're getting, you're going to get pulled. And Hey, would I, I think maybe you'd be wasting bullets in this situation. Opener Hauk put Whitlock back in the pen and just do a little, little Hulk Whitlock day. That would be, I think that'd be crazy. That'd be insane in terms of production. I don't know if you're wasting bullets by like guaranteeing that those guys are going to go back to back in the same, the same game, but something to think about. Well, here's my question for you guys. Would you switch 
and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't actually say I'm agreeing with the question or would say yes to this because I don't want to fix something that's not broken. Would you push Tanner Houck back to the bullpen and slide Josh Winkowski back into the rotation? Nah, I don't want, no, I don't like the, if it no. ain't broke, if it ain't I agree. broke, don't fix it. That's what I think. Steve, you took the words right out of my mouth. Took the words right out of my mouth. That's what people like. like that's what Corey's kind of known for. A little bit of overmanaging in that sense. But anyways, this game was the Connor Wong game as well. Yet to mention, he goes four for four, two home runs. Yoshi should have been three home runs. Guardy super close. In fact, could have been. It was a unicorn. Wait, and and how many? Yeah, and how many other ballparks would that have been a third home run? Uh, 29 out of 30. Steve. Oh, out of 30. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this was the one that it wasn't. Although I will say Devil's Advocate, one of the other ones he hit, wouldn't was it have been? Like, it was yeah. like 7 out of 30. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, that's showbiz baby. Connor Fenway Wong gives and Fenway takes. Yep, Fenway and you know what? Connor Wong's been great. Did I, did we talk about this last, uh, last week? We did. Con- we talked more about him defensively, but offensively this week? You yeah, know, you know what Alicia, you know what Alicia improved offensively? Sorry, Steve. Did we talk about why he's improved offensively? Just a little tidbit. Did you see did you see what I'm about to say? Did I, did I got did nothing. you hear? Did you hear? No. Uh, apparently Connor Wong and Adam Duval have been spending a lot of time together in the cages. Good. Sick. I'm all for it. I don't care who they spend more time in the cage with as long as it works. Yep. And they Adam spend, Adam they could... Duval, yeah, he really just hammer home the idea of Connor using the entire field and keeping his hands, I think, a Look, little bit lower when he loads so that he can come through the ball and just drive it to all parts of the field. Look, if Connor Wong spends 40 hours a week in the cage with Barry Bonds or Jackie Bradley Jr., as long as it works, I don't care. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a value that Adam Duvall has brought to the table as well. I Again, it's like both uh, both catchers have been raking this year. And again, it's like Connor Wong is significantly better defensively and significantly in the, in the preseason we talked about and even last week we mentioned like oh maybe you bring up Alfaro this and that but these guys have been getting it done there's no need there's no need absolutely no no need to Connor Wong again it's been like the Duran and Wong and Valdez who again yeah, I, 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 I had a feeling was going to come up this year far exceeding expectations and again that's kind of the mantra like one day at a time exceed expectations have a career year and yeah, a guy, you know, Wong hitting out of the the eight hole in the lineup going for four four and hitting two home runs and putting the team ahead in the eighth inning. You, you can't you can't say anything. And again, the Red Sox were down six three in this game. They got fight. Another they comeback. got fight. They did fight. And but uh, to your point, they're exceeding expectations. Those three guys, uh, Wong, Duran and uh, Valdez. But they look like that's who they are at this point. You know what I mean? It doesn't look like they're fluky. Duran has just kills the ball. His barrel percentage and his hard hit rate's insane. Wong looks supremely confident at the plate at this current junction. And he's defensively, as I mentioned, he's been great. He's probably better defensively than Vasquez at this point in his career. So, I mean, upgrade there. Just They, they just look like that's who they are as, as, as people now, as players. And Connor Wong... Great win. Great win for us. Yeah. And again, I like talk about Valdez and Connor. We're going to switch right to game three now. 
Uh, Red Sox officially win the series. They go up eight, or they win the the third game, eight to three. Nick Pavetta gets the win. Finally drops Solid his start. ERA. It was drops his ERA under five. And I think I said this last uh, episode. I was like, the the common Pavetta start is like five or six innings, three or four runs. That's what he did. Three earned, yeah. over six. But again, you talk about Valdez. He goes two for five in game number three, and I don't understand. I know he was, I know, I, I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but probably played 20-ish games with the Woo Sox, but he was only hitting like 180, 190. Steve, you nailed it on the head. Like, he just looks so comfortable. Looks comfortable, and maybe he's improved from Worcester to the bigs because, as Duran mentioned, we mentioned earlier, the culture is a little different. Guys are helping each other, the people that they brought in whether it be Duvall or who knows Turner, that there's no specific report of somebody helping Valdez, but I I can't imagine he didn't benefit from spending time with these guys, picking their brains, this and that, taking things in to improve. Yeah, I mean, also, too, like there have been so many middle-of-the-infield guys the last couple of years who have come up, and I wouldn't say they've all been, or a lot of them have been top prospects, but there always seems to be a guy who is up and down a lot from AAA to the MLB who kind of fills in. That role, like it was Zue Lin for a while, end of 2021, it was Iglesias, who was great. I mean, last year, like there was some Gorky's Hernandez action, which was not not great. But again, Valdez feels like a guy who belongs on the team. I think he should stay up there. And again, talked about so much how good competition is. If this roster is 100% healthy, Bloom and Alex Cora have some very interesting decisions to make who's on it, who's not. There's a lot of good options right now. It's a good problem to have. It's a great problem. I'm not going to complain about it. So again, the Red Sox take this one pretty handily, 8-3. to Another big storyline in this one was Tristan Casas, who's scuffling coming into this one. He goes 3-for-5. He followed it up the next night with another big week game. Again, we'll get to that in a second. But again, my biggest thing, everybody in the starting lineup this uh, this night gets a hit. And the lineup from top to bottom, they're just all producing, which has been fantastic. Just hung eight runs on them. Just hung yep. eight runs on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, not Martin, much to say there. Scoreless, uh, scoreless inning with two strikeouts. Shout out to Chris. Love Coldplay. Shout out. Shout, shout out. out. Good to see he's been great since he's been back. Yeah. Cutter Crawford. Scoreless. Or, no. Yeah, scoreless. Yeah, he was scoreless. Um, and uh, Brazier. Yeah. Came through. <laughs> what is that? Is that Clawson? You watching a I YouTube ad? Huh? I, don't know. Don't I will say... I was wondering what that was, but uh, that was I was all looking, at, looking at the box score for today, and I believe that was a insurance ad. All right. Not going to drop a no free, free ad, ads. No free ads. No free ads. I'm sure you oh. guys from that voice can, can understand who it was, and I apologize to... Is it Mayhem? He was causing quite a bit of chaos. I will I'm tell like you that. I, I won't use that word, but I will say he was causing a ruckus. <laughs> Did the we uh, complete the sweep? Yep. Game four. I will say, too, <laughs> like the Blue Jays this series threw out their four best arms. Yeah. Manoa uh, and Gossman both looked human. I'll tell you, I expected more out of Manoa. I have, too. He was my Cy Young pick. I'm not going to I hate I his delivery so much. It's a little. I don't like you it. know who also does not like him? Who? Verdugo. Yeah, a little bit of beef, a little bit of beef. Anyway, sign on to Where's the beef? Give me the beef, Steve. 
Give it to me. Are you talking uh, about game four? Game four, Clawson, real quick before we dive into this one, I know you're going to talk a little bit about this game because you were there. Yep. So you put a bet down that Yoshida, was it Wong and Valdez gets hits? No. So, all right, I put two bets down. Um, I'm not going to expose the secrets of where Gone Bridge puts its betting money. We put our money where our mouth is on one specific MLB team, and uh, that's usually <laughs> where we hit the most. So I put, may, two, yeah. I put two bets down on Thursday. One of them I put down in the afternoon. I put down this one specific team that perhaps plays Major League Baseball 162 times a year. Uh, I picked their money line so them to win. And I also picked a first-inning Red Sox-Blue Jays over half a run line. So I put... Reverse nerfy? It was a reverse nerfy. I think I told you guys it was a nerfy. You did. I did. I did tell you it was a nerfy, and I apologize. I lied. It was a reverse nerfy. But it nerfy? It what yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't think of a good acronym for it because it's like there's really no acronym for over a half a run earned in the first inning. It's an it's orphy. Like a, a worfy. A worfy. <laughs> or so, I don't know. What what but, my question was though, so you put you put that bet down. It was Yoshida, yep. Valdez, and who was the third person to get a hit? Uh Spanky Reese. Okay, fair enough. Um, no, so you so Valdez gets credited with a hit. It was, I think, the second inning, and yep. you send your ticket that got cashed out already. That you, I don't remember, it was like you know, ten to win thirty or something. You get you get your money, but well, they re- the they reverse the hit on Valdez, and he ends up going zero for three. Did you get your money? No. So here's what happened. Um... <laughs> Mm. Anyway, sorry. No, so here's what happened. So I think I, I'm going to look back. Up. I'm going to look back and see what I sent you because I, I put two bets down and they were both 10 to win about 30, 35. And Did no. All right. So so the first one I, pit, I picked with the money line and a Werfy hit. Yep. And the one that I sent, so the Yoshida, Valdez, and Reese was still open at the time. Oh, I thought you got your money for that. No, no. Because what they, happened? They took a hit I mean, back, right? They did. And for Valdez? honestly, in, in my personal opinion, as someone who would have benefited from that hit, I don't believe they should have taken it back. <laughs> as a totally biased person. <laughs> as, a, as a completely unbiased uh, better and reporter of Red Sox, I I don't believe that hit should have been taken back because it it did hit something before it hit. Was it Vlad at first? I have a question. Yes. Are we part of the Red Sox media? I believe so. Technically. I'd like to think so. You think yeah, we could get so. press passes? Definitely not. We haven't asked yet. I wonder if maybe I'll look into that. We definitely right. couldn't, but you never know. I think that's uh... one of those things that you have to be invited to join instead of like, just yeah, if you have to ask, it. you probably don't get it, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's I, one of those I, like it's one of those things where it's like you go to a really fancy restaurant and there's no there's no price on the menu and you don't ask how much it costs because you know you have enough to cover. No, here's the yeah, thing it's, though. It's as as someone who again, or 
I don't, I, I don't know because here's the thing. Like I have gotten credentialed for different, more so college hockey, but like for the NCAA tournament, I was able to get credentialed for that. Yeah. I'm not but saying, you, but you, are, were you were employed. That, right? You were I was not. No, 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 no. I'm not employed by the school, but what? you were invited to join the, the press box. Correct. No, I reached out. I totally reached out. I'm just, I'm just saying, I think it's worth a shot. If you I, know the right I'm people, worth, which we kind of do, maybe not I mean, worth a try. Not really, but but you know, it's worth a, worth a shot. Anywho, yeah, we won eleven of five. Good, good, yeah, yep, eleven of five. Was this a Clausen game? Yep, Clausen. Yeah. Uh, where'd you where'd you sit for this one? Uh, for the first time in my life, I decided that I was going to go invest in some standing room only monster seats, and uh, I stood on top of the monster. Never been up there outside of attending a tour. And I will tell you what, it was really a completely different experience than sitting in the bleachers or the infield. Yeah, not a bleacher creature anymore. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I was considering I was either looking at center field seats or monster standing room seats. And I won't lie, I really enjoy those sections that are dead center. I went to a game that triangle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love sitting in the triangle. That you get good. a completely different view of the game. Maybe like the right field, 36 rows up, maybe not my speed anymore, but center field, you get a very different experience. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. I like uh, going up to the the Sam Adams deck now. Those yeah. uh, those uh, that area. That's a good, that's a good stuff. I yeah. think too. I think that honestly, any any time you're up, um. Like State Street, Sam Adams deck. I I don't think you can complain about at this point. I loathe. That means bad, right? I loathe sitting underneath the overhang on like the right or left side of the foul line. I I hate it so much. Grandstand seats. Yeah, I hate that. I would way rather be in the the pools. I just don't like being under that thing unless it's raining. Obviously, I hate. I hate it. I it's lo- it's I, low too, so it's like if there's a fly ball, you kind of gotta like duck a little bit. Yeah, I just don't like I don't, it. I don't really fit in the seats. Not that I'm a very large guy, but just as a well, Clausen just fully, likes to spread it out. You know, as no, just like not even that. It's just like as an almost fully grown adult male, like those seats. You do not have to... more growing to do. Right, I think so you're as done, a, almost twenty. I think you're. I think <laughs> so you're as done. a as a full grow. I was thinking more weight. Like at, at some point, I'm just gonna end up gaining more weight. And Maybe. it's just going to be even Probably. more impractical to squeeze in those seats that used to fit people that were alive in the 1930s. I legit had a thought today, a similar thought to Clausen while I was walking my dog. I I was like, am I going to get any bigger? And then I was like, no, I'm not. I'm 23. I'm done. <laughs> You're telling the guy who's like 5'9 five, five, on a good day. Yeah, me, so me too, man. Yeah, I, I carry it well. That people are like, are you five ten? Like no, I'm only five nine. Thanks. I on no, my I'm, license. I'm six one. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, know. That's wink, why people wink. thought you would throw the hardest. I did too, except my shoulders a little bit screwy. Yeah, on my license when I got my license sophomore year of high school, I I went up to the lady. I was probably five four at the time. He goes, "How tall are you?" I said five eight, and she was sitting down in a chair at the desk and she stood up and kind of looked down at me and she goes, mm, I think you're five, six. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And so my license is five six. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. I got a reason really? for my twenty second birthday, which is coming up soon. That so. is that. No, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. They don't measure you. No, but it was that egregious of a of yeah, a Cardi round line. That was a little bit. You could have shown up and been like, you know what? I'm six two. Yeah, I just am like one of those those like uh, my parents like when when little kids go to amusement parks and they want to get them on the roller coasters that they're not tall for. They like stuff their shoes I like walking with stilts. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm five eleven. Anywho, Red Sox take the series against the Blue Jays. How good was it for a team? that only won three games against the Blue Jays last year to sweep them in four games, first time at Fenway, in your opinion? It felt really good for me, and I'm not even on the team, so I imagine it felt really, really good for them. I will tell you, watching that game, I came into that game maybe not expecting that they would sweep that whole ser- a four-game series against the Blue Jays, with the Blue Jays being a very great team and a four-game sweep being not overly likely to happen just in general. I half, the I half expected them to drop game four, but being there was just electric. This team was on fire from the jump. Clawson, did you get a light show? Yeah, I was just going to ask. I sure did get a light show. Thoughts? Did you enjoy it personally? I honestly was a big fan of the light show, especially, I mean, they only do it at night, but I think it just kind of adds a certain level of, there's a distinctness to when the light show goes on, you know something great just happened. You know what I mean? Like it gives home runs a certain extra level of importance. 100%. Because they don't bring the light show up for everything, you know? I saw Actual. such a lazy take. They're like, well, can't wait till they stop it when one of the players trips and sprains the ankle around in second after a home run. I was like, that is just no. not going to happen. I think the that white, it's, it's not like look a, directly down when they run the bases. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you have to under, you have to see the light show to judge the light show. I agree. And 100%. you know what? If it was like an EDM club where you couldn't see your hand in front of you, then yeah, someone's probably going to trip. But you have to realize that there's always a light on the field. It's not that dark. It's just it's really not. It no. just kind of adds like a little bit of effect, but nothing in the field ever gets dark. No, I feel like have you got like have. Have you ever walked outside like in the city before? You know it's not like super dark. It it honestly kind of spotlights the field. Like if anything, it, it kind of gives them more direction. It blacks out the it blacks out the the seats and puts a highlight on the guy running around the bases. Yeah, the yeah. thing is is that like a lot of the pictures that have been taken with the the light show is like, oh it's pitch black, blah, blah, blah. I get a picture of a duo around in the bases. That's just because you you catch it like the the quarter second. Well, it's like it's, it's very quick. It's a it's a, I I like it, and I think it's it's on then off then on then off. That is precisely Steve, and I'm happy we can see your face. There you are. I was laying down. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways, a great sweep against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Red Sox push their win streak up to six games. Brian Bayo gets the win. Another solid performance. Two inning or two runs over five innings. Good to see him kind of settling back into his own starting rotation. Been getting it done. So our rotation has been getting it done. That's something I actually wanted to talk about. Thanks for reminding me. Go Starting rotation had they have pretty solid week for the rotation. Kluber honestly pitched good enough to put you in a position to win, and that's all you really need from him. He's essentially our fifth starter, fourth or fifth starter. Or uh, opening day. Did fine. What? Or opening day. 
yeah, I mean, but like, you know, when it comes to talent wise, <laughs> yeah. Chris Sale pitched well, Pavetta pitched pretty well. How gave you what how gives you? Not great, but it was okay. Then Kluber improving, settling in. So shout out to the starting pitching. You're not that bad. That is the best compliment I could give you this week. Anyways, the boys take a trip down to Philadelphia where everything is always sunny. And Christopher. Christopher Allen Sale. Another for the second time this year. Another double digit strikeout performance in game one of the series. Gave up three runs over seven hits. But again, besides the, you know, that that fourth inning, it looked like 2017 Chris Sale was back. And it's kind of been two straight starts now. And I think it was not the start before that, but the start before that, he had the 12 strikeout game. He is starting to become more into his old self and just showing flashes of the Chris Sale that we're paying $22 million a year for. I'm not going to say I said it last episode, but we needed to kind of give Chris Sale a little bit of time to readjust. And it seems like he is benefiting from the extra time and more time of readjustment. They're good starts. They're not crazy good, but I will say the, the swing and miss stuff is there. He also hit 99 this game on the gun. That's crazy. Which Something was I didn't think I'd see him do. Did you guys see the did you guys see the Bryce Harper at bat? No. Yes. It was like four pitches. I think the first three were 99, and then he slowed it down to 98 and struck him out. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah, I don't know can, if he did that intentionally, but yeah. I, I think it at some point, like not even to some point, but I think Chris Sale is just the competitor he is. He sees a guy like Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is an extreme competitor as well. He wants the best out of you. He's going to give you the best out of him. And Chris Sale knew and was like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. I'll give you all I got. You give me all you got. And Chris Sale won. Here's another thing about Chris Sale. And I'm going to re- relate it to Tanner Houck in a second too. Chris Sale has been historically good when his velo is high, like at least 97 consistently and pretty bad when he's only sitting around like 92 or around that area. Even like 94 is a little bit slow. And that he needs the velo to make his swing in this stuff like even better because that's his bread and butter. And having a bigger gap between his fastball and his slider in terms of velo is huge. So like you said, Klaus, hitting 99 is huge for the guy. Relating it to Hauk, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure how six sits at around 95 miles per hour on his fastball, like on average. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fast enough for it to be like coupled with his uh, slider as an effective two pitch mix. And that's why he needs a sinker to be good. But that was just a little observation I had over the past few starts from both of them. The Sox win five to three. They beat Zach Wheeler. Kenley Jansen gets save 398 in his career. Uh, kind of a quieter day from the offense, but another two hit game for Valdez, two hit game for Kike. Bullpen gets it done. Uh, Blyer, Martin, Jansen go three scoreless innings out of the pen. You love to see it. Moving on uh, to do game you have Chris two. Martin's ERA right there. What's up, Steve? Do you know what Chris Martin's ERA off the top of your head is? Uh, I don't it? have today's box score pulled up. I okay, know that's he did cool. not pitch yesterday, but at the time, uh, after Friday's game, it was 1.8. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, a lot of solid arms in the bullpen. Schreiber, Bernardino, Winkowski, Jansen, Martin, all under 
Schreiber's just over two, but everyone else I'm, is under two. I'm just going to say that if Chris Martin is this good at music and at baseball, I mean, it's a real renaissance, man. man. That's, that's, a, that's a dual athlete if I've ever seen one. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like Deion Sanders level athlete. We're talking like Bronson Arroyo level. Lars it, Anderson, perhaps? Yeah. That's a whole uh, different That's planet. Lars to you, Steve. That dude's on a whole different planet. <laughs> when do you think the last time he watched a Major League Baseball game was? Like, never. He probably didn't even watch it when he played. He said he wasn't huge into watching baseball anymore, right? Yeah, or growing up, he just said he never that never had like a favorite team. Like, did you guys That's see just... during the NFL draft last year that uh, there was some guy, I think he was drafted by the Browns or the Bengals, and they were like, who are you most excited to play in the NFC or the AFC North? He was like, I don't know who is in the AFC North. <laughs> I feel like some of these guys just come into whatever league, NFL, you know, any of the big four. Like, I don't know. I'm just here to play. And yeah. I don't care. I feel like Anthony Edwards, he's another guy like that. He's like, I don't, I don't know. Just here to play. I agree. Game two. 7-4 win again. Klubot, big win. Big fourth run inning for the team. Five innings strong uh another you know no home runs in the first two games of the series for the red sox devers has a three hit uh night yesterday which put his average up over 255 coming into today arroyo another two hit game his average has crept up 257 he had a, a great great week which we already hit on ref snyder stepping in as well and again just another good team performance uh you know moving station to station this is just kind of kind of how it's going to be this year, and you, you can't complain about it. Gardy. Clausen. Uh, I don't know that that draft interview is real. What do you mean? You ever heard of Daily Mail? Uh, yeah. Would you say that that's a reputable source or not? No, but I saw a video of the interview happening, so I know what? it. I know it happened. Oh, actually, Fish? there is. I was just reading the, the only article I could find on it was a Daily Mail article. Oh, guys, I've got breaking yeah. news. Just, really? I don't mean to bring this up. It's not really that breaking. It's just like I just hopped on Twitter. Causing you finish your thought, though. Is it bad? Just kind of like a punch to the old midsection. Don't tell me Chris Sale rode his bike home. No, it's got nothing to do with the Boston Red Sox. Oh, okay. It was just a highlight. Uh, tonight's Sunday night baseball game is Padres Dodgers, and yep. it was just a highlight of Xander Bogarts bombing a ball to right field and Mookie Betts just oh. missing it and dropping it, and it's like, oh. but the Wait, Sox what? are good this year. We don't care. Moving send, on. Send us this video. Sorry, please. Steve. You got to have the Twitter Twitter. Can you just send me the link, please? Yeah, I'm on it. Klaus, what were you gonna say there? I will never download Twitter. Nothing. I don't understand why you're such a rebel about that. It's like I'm, I've already like made my choice, and now I have to stick to my guns, or else. But I'm you don't even it. go on it. You don't go on it. I'm not. No, Clawson will hit an occasional tweet, but beyond that, it's usually me. Sometimes I get, I'm like just deep into a Sox game, and I just got to tweet out. So probably like eight times a season, I will rip like a <laughs> once, like every at bat Sox tweet game. I respect it. Anywho, it it's a it's a reward when the people get it. Did you have any other thoughts on Game Two, Glosson? Game Two against the Philadelphia Phillies of Philadelphia. Nothing huge of Pennsylvania. 
nothing huge. I mean, you know, obviously you, you would hope that they would win that game, but can't win them all. I'm happy with the win streak. I, I can't complain thus far. They've they won the series against Philly, so I, I can be happy with that. But uh, you know, going to an off day, going to a two series, uh going to a two game series against Atlanta and start another win streak. Yeah. Win streak is pushed to eight games. Again, just phenomenal stuff. And today, again, I don't have too much from today. Team just kind of laid an egg. Like Blyer didn't pitch too well. It was just kind of as the game went on, the Sox just started to unravel a little bit more. Casas had the the the, the final score for today was six one. Casas had a solo blast. Excuse me, which was good to see, but the Sox only had five hits. Yoshida had two of them extends the hit streak. And the new addition to the bullpen, Zach Lapel, uh, who was claimed off waivers from Seattle. Rangers. Hmm. It was the Rangers. Uh not a good performance in his uh Red Sox debut. He gives up two runs. Uh I'm not. I was about to say something which honestly could have come back as like a hot take against me, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to say we'll see what we'll see what happens. But Caleb Ort is still in the minors because of of Mr. Lithell, so we'll we'll take it, I guess. The Orchard Chamber, R.I.P. Nickname best on the team. Hate to see it. Brazier did have a shutout inning though today in the uh, seventh. Dude, crazy things have happened. Things have happened, but yeah, you know, the, the Sox kind of they were due for kind of a dud after a week plus of winning. Uh, you know, again, the six six one loss, Hauk was okay, uh, three hits over five and two thirds, kind of the standard. But how many Aaron runs? Three, oh, okay, how many? that's a decent start. Was it three Hulk. hits? Five, oh, okay, five and two thirds three and hits. three runs. It's okay, I'll take, I'll take it, I'll take that every fifth start. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Not. no, I'll yeah, it. It, it is fine, that's fine. But that brings us to today, Boston Red Sox 21 in 15 through 36 games. We're uh, about five and a half weeks through the season. Again, off day tomorrow, Atlanta, Tuesday, Wednesday, off day on Thursday, and then back to Fenway, which are we hitting Fenway Friday? I know we. I actually was going to ask you guys once we logged off. Maybe we should. Uh, this is a good Friday to go down. Yeah, I could I'd get behind that. I, I would be in. Yeah. This would be a very good Friday, actually. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should hit up a, a certain, a certain couple uh, good friends of ours. Maybe it has been since opening day since last year that we've all been to a game together too, which is egregious. Yeah, we'll we'll go to a game. I think we should try to get there Friday. Do you guys know what's going on after the game? No. Uh oh. There is a post game drone show at Fenway Park. Really? No way. I I'm telling you. I'm not. I'm not. Not pulling your leg, Gloss. Post game wow. drone show, Friday night against the St. Louis Cardinals, who are self destructing right now. That's pretty lit. And then Paul Goldschmidt hit three home runs today. Did he? They yep. finally beat Detroit. Yeah, he hit three home runs. Nice. They're, they're gonna be all right. We'll figure it out. Another card. We should trade for Paul right. Goldschmidt. Can we do that? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Rockies will pay for us to take him. <laughs> Like they did with Arenado. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I will say this. Uh, my last thought on the last week. I had like, again, I, I had the April Red Sox ticket package. So I haven't been to any games in the month of May. But tentatively, I was hoping to get down to the game on maybe Tuesday, May 2nd against the Blue Jays. Just to get that sweet Pedro shirt. 
That might have been the best. That might have been the best giveaway they've ever done. They should sell that. They should sell that. I'd buy it. I would totally buy it. If they sold it for 40 bucks, I'd still buy it. It's such a sweet shirt. If you haven't seen the Pedro giveaway shirt from that day, just. It's like a vintage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just sick. Hit a Google search. Google it for you, kid. The the Google.com. Kid. That I would. I would. I would. I'd overpay for that shirt. I would too. I would too. Anywho, before we hit on our kind of closing segments, uh, we'll if you have that you... shirt, send it to us. Yeah, that too. Send it. If to you us. happen to have three of them in a size <laughs> in uh, what two mediums and a large? Yeah, yep. I'd probably say so. Yep. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe send them over. Yep. We will trade you three Gone Bridge shirts. We'll hit yeah. like a. You ever seen the guys at the casino? <laughs> like they take their shirts off and they're like jersey swap. Yeah, I, I you we'll hit a jersey swap with you with our Gombridge shirts. You know, not you the know ones what I realized. You know what I realized? I still have a few of. What? what? Remember the OG Gombridge t-shirts? I'm wearing, oh, yeah. I'm wearing it, Steve. Yeah, I forgot. I think I still have that shirt somewhere. I still have it. We dropped those. A were nice shirts. Boatload of money on those. We sure did, but they were sweet. Those were a sweet color. Those salmon shirts. That was like when we we didn't have a logo either. Yeah, I mean the back cool. is pretty sweet. The back is sweet. I love those shirts. Put a lot of thought into those. It's too bad Wrap we didn't game, manufacture bro. those at a higher level for it a lower feels, cost. It, it's pretty comfortable. They're comfortable shirts. It's a good shirt. I used to wear those with a lot of pride. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going out. I'm wearing my Gombert shirt. Yeah, hell yeah. Pretty I'll cool. wear my black one. I love I love the the shirts we have now are great. I got to get a yeah. new one because mine's starting to like peel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, uh. Expectations for the series against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, when is Spencer Strider pitching? I was just going to check who the probables were. I don't know if they've come out yet. Okay, well. Uh, I do Tuesday. not want to face him, though. I don't Tuesday. either. I think we could rough Max Freed up a little bit, even though I have him on my roster, too. He's been great. He did have a bad performance. I think it was yesterday or Friday. Yeah, not great. Uh, Tuesday is going to be Nick Pavetta versus Charlie Morton. And Wednesday is going to be Brian Bayo versus the Braves best pitcher, TBD. TBD, shout out. Yeah, if we run into Spencer Strider, I think we'll just get destroyed. Uh, realistically, I think I probably have us winning like one out of three of these. Wait, hold we on. Got two. We got two. Steve. Hold on. It's nope. a two, two gamer. Is it two? Fantasy, it's a yeah. two gamer. Oh, hold on. Clausen? Uh, a certain fantasy baseball app tells me that Max Fried will be starting on Wednesday. Okay. Well, then there you go. Okay. And uh, right. we avoid Strider. He's pitching on Friday. Okay. I'm fine with that. I think you bring out the lefty lineup again. You see Valdez, Casas, maybe McGuire for one of them. I think you Sox split. sweep. You're going to say they sweep? I think it's going to be a split. I'm changing it. Yeah. I Sox sweep. sweep. Okay. Sweep. I'll take a split. I'd be really happy with a split. Who's pitching for us? Pavetta? Uh, Pavetta and Bale. Sweep. And Clawson. And uh, you get Sale on Friday. Oh, I have not seen Chris Sale pitch this year. Sa- Ooh, who's you know pitching ESPN, the Cardinals? You know what ESPN's telling me? Oh, I hope it's Flaherty. Friday Flaherty. night, Friday night against the St. Louis Cardinals could be is projected to be Chris Sale versus Adam Wainwright. Oh, we have to go. That's pretty Man. cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. We have to go. That's hot. We have to go. That's hot. That is hot. Turn up the Imagine heat if scale. that game was like, I don't know, five years ago. 
man. I saw DeGrom and Sale pitch at the end of 2018, which was wow. a sick game. That is sick. Both good at pitching All right, in 2018. I, I could be down for it. Anyways, Clausen, I got two questions for you. Yep. First one. What was your Yahtzee of the week? You know what? Because I saw it in person, I'm going to go off script a little bit. And I'm going to say Vlad Guerrero's monster shot on Thursday. You guys wow. have to realize that. All right. You guys have to realize how strong Vlad Guerrero actually is. And I don't think you really understand. This This ball was maybe 20 feet from me on the monster. If this ball was coming at me and I stuck my bare hands up to get it, I think I would have easily broken every bone in, in both hands of mine. This ball was on a rope. This guy has serious force behind a ball. <laughs> I forgot. I actually forgot to bring this up last episode, but when I was at the game last Saturday, um, I was in section one of State Street, which like right to the left of it is kind of like the private section. And there's this guy sitting there with a popcorn bucket. And I think it was the top of the 10th. Someone on Cleveland ripped one back, hit the bucket. It was like a bucket was sitting right in his chest. That bucket wasn't there. I think the ball was going right through him. Popcorn went everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. But the, the ball, I, I don't know how you catch some of these with bare hands. Sometimes you see people do it. Incredible speed no, off the bat. I, I get a question for you guys. Is there any more impressive catch in a baseball game than catching a foul ball with a beer in your hand? Like uh, yeah. with the beer uh, yes. cup. A baby and a beer. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. the ba- I, will, I will give you that catching a foul ball with a baby in one hand is more impressive than a beer in one hand. If you hit the parlay, if you got both. the baby and the beer, yeah, like you're wearing them, sign that where, guy. You're wearing the baby, and then you get the beer. <laughs> Somebody sign did that. that guy. Yeah, that's no, that's what I'm saying. It's real. It's happened. I'm all for it. We, uh, my class, my other question for you. So, it's 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 starting to get late. It's a little after eight o'clock now. Yep. I, I personally need Monday's my grocery day. Yep. It's also mine. Okay. I'm not grocery energy on Monday. Huge time. I I can't run to the store right now. Nope. But I also kind of want to cook. So like, what what's what's the plan? You got any suggestions for me? Well, I mean, if you don't want to cook, wait. You said you don't want to cook. I don't. No, I do want to cook, but I got no food oh. to cook. I would suggest ordering your groceries online and having them delivered straight to your door, which is something you can do through Instacart. And if you don't know at this point. Instacart is an online grocery delivery app that allows you to handpick a variety of fresh foods and products, the variety of stores. I'm blanking on this. You got it. No, no, you got it. In your area, I think. In your area? Spark Mm, your summer celebration. Yummy (laughs) food. If you're like Guardy and you don't want to get off the couch and drive the grocery through Instacart, delivery straight to your door in as fast as an hour. Shop multiple stores. See deals in your area that will help you save money. Every item is hand-selected at the store to fit your most, your most specific needs. Every item is handled with care, delivered straight to your door. I don't know what the deal is this week, as I usually don't. Have you ever? But uh, uh, probably the first like three times I read it. But I'll tell you what, today was a beautiful day. Today really wanted me to make me, really wanted to make me spark my summer celebration. So I think if that's you're good also advice. So, if you're also so inclined to do so, order through Instacart. Never set foot in a grocery store again. Woo! We got some Ooh. questions from Matt, everybody. 
match you, everybody means three of us. Matt went to the Phillies Red Sox game today. Very nice, Matt. And he was gonna. He said, "I will." Well, we forgot to mention on Saturday, Kenley got saved three ninety nine of his career. He said, "I will send you guys some some content for four hundred if it happens." And then he promptly responded a couple hours later and said, "That was not even close." So, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, appreciate messages, Matt. First question comes in from Matt. He said, "What's the biggest feeling of accomplishment you guys have ever felt?" I don't know. I graduated from college. It's probably like the best, the best thing so far. Like, yeah, I did it, but also it wasn't like it wasn't that cool. I'll you guys are most... going to know what I mean in like two yeah. weeks. No, I know how you. It's kind of like graduating from high school. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger than that. No, I it's mean, a it's lot kind of like the expectation. If you go to college, you graduate. In yeah, my, but like opinion, I will it say, it has surprised me during our college time how many people like dropped out who I have known. That is true. That is true. Includes you for part-time, Clausen. Kidding. I did drop out at one point. People forget. People forget. When the show started, you were you were Kanye. You were the college dropout. Greatest album you ever came out with. <laughs> and now you're graduating on time. Look at you now. I'm like Kanye again, getting my uh, honorary degree from UChicago. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll say that's my biggest accomplishment is All getting right. my honorary degree next, next to Kanye West. A uh, Bachelor of Arts Fair from enough. University of Chicago. Hell yeah! I think for me the biggest accomplishment I've ever felt was making it to the airplane after going to the night library in oh Orlando, Florida, God. and pulling an all-nighter, and then making it to the Red Sox game at one o'clock. That was not an accomplishment. That was a punishment. That was an absolute accomplishment. That first of all, neither of us fell asleep in the hotel room, and that we made it back I to Boston. I did though. Yeah, you did, and you were real grumpy when I woke you up. I, You have to understand why. I fully do. Fully do. I was with you. Anywho, the next question comes in from Matt. He said, what's the most useless item in your bedroom? Let me take a look around for a second. I'll, I'll take a look around, and I'll tell you it's my Bob Ross Chia Pet that sits above <laughs> my bed. That uh, has no chia seeds on its head, so it's not really much of a chia pet. It's more just kind of like a uh, a, a clay statue of Bob Ross. Yeah, I have a uh, lamp that's not plugged in. It's never plugged in, and I've never turned it on, so yeah. it just kind of lives there. Yeah, I got a lamp on my desk where I record, which has never been used, a lamp on my nightstand, which has more frequently never been used, and then also a fan on like my dresser, which, again... I just opened my window. I'm not really a big fan guy. I like a fan. It's a small fan, though, and it doesn't really like it's not not really directed at my bed. So uh, it's not that useful. Anyway, the final question comes in from Matt, and he asks, what's a food you have not eaten in forever and wish you could have again? I haven't had actually I take I was going to say Fenway Frank, but I had one on Wednesday or Thursday. I'll say a sausage king. Oh, I'll tell you what, Steve. My walk back to my to my parked car, yeah. I had to hit the sausage king. Oh, you gotta. Is you he gotta. usually still out there after the games? Yeah. He, I think we talked to him last year. He sells hot dog or he sells like sausages and dogs through like the third inning. He goes in from like four to like mid six. 
comes back up, heats the grill up, and then sells from like seven to after. Yeah, he's not the hot dog. I mean, the sausage king for a reason. But I had to hit the uh, I had to hit the OG sausage king on the walk back. There's mm. nothing. There is nothing in this world like a sausage a walk back to your car after a Sox win. Sausage king in hand. <laughs> so good. The ultimate. The you get some sausage and pepper on there. So good. You get everything yeah. on there. Gotta get everything. So you, he asks you if yeah. you want something on it, and you say yes. And then he's like, "All right, get get this man right here an ultimate. Get him. Get it to him. Ultimate." Uh, food I haven't eaten in a while. Man. There was pizza place. I'm not going to say where it is because I'm going to get chirped, but I haven't had in a few years. It was good. And I'm going to revisit later this summer. So that's all I'm going to say. What is it? Don't worry about it. I got to know. Is, is, this, is this like a lame choice? Like a chain restaurant? No, no. It's just you're going to you're gonna call me call me a, a name if I say it, where it is. Is it Nachlo? No. That place sucked. Dude, that place burned a is. hole through my stomach. I that place in Cookout, I will I won't say as a free ad. This is a PSA. Do not eat at Nachlo in Boston or Cookout anywhere in the South. You will have acid reflux up the wazoo for days. Don't do it. You think Nachlo is still in business? I don't know, man. Every time I went that the sign it had I swear the ethnicity of the food changed. Every single day. One day that's it was what like, I said, man. It was like I forget what I think it was like Middle Eastern and Mexican one day. That's why I think it's called not it was a wild place. And every day I'd work I'd walk past it on the way to Roxbury Crossing on the orange line. And I said, one day I'm gonna punish myself and eat there. And the final night I was in Boston, I did. And again, as a PSA, don't don't do it. Just don't do it. The, uh, the website left. tells me right now it's Mexican and Pakistani. Yep. That sounds about right. Yep. Anywho. Mexican and chicken curry and masala. Yeah, I think that's what I got. Menu. I think that was what I got. Chicken I, curry and masala? I tried to keep it as simple as possible, and I don't even want to describe what was given to me. It was, like, so gross. And then I just started pounding some beers right after which probably oh. didn't help <sighs> second to last segment alex core impact player of the week who do we got hmm. i will go with pretty sure alex verdugo had like two walk-offs this week right or at least one uh yeah like one and a half so I'm going to go with Alex Verdugo, and I'm going to give him a point eight two. Wow. Pretty good. Nice. Yep, pretty good. That is pretty good. Yep. Alex awesome. Verdugo. I'll help my boy up. I'll give uh, I'll give Jaron Duran my Alex Corey Impact Player of the Week, and I'll give him a point six two. Because that guy, he's just been a solid player. Been good. Great. Great. Solid. Wait, Steve, who'd you say again? Alex Verdugo. Right. I like it. Um, I can't believe this hasn't been mentioned yet. I feel like this is the very obvious pick, which I'm going to roll to. Give me Masataka Yoshida. 480 average over the last uh, last week. Two home runs. I thought didn't about it. even strike out this week. Guy is an on-base. He didn't machine. strike out? Not the whole week. Steve. That's crazy. 
That's not awesome. Once. He's not like once. better than Ichiro. Except way worse in the field. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far. Maybe 20, late 2010s Ichiro. But I uh, Masataki Yoshida, he's fitting right in in Boston. 12 for 25 a week. Give me a point nine two for the macho man. Macho himself. man. Flex those muscles. Flex them. Closing out the ninth. Oh, yeah. Macho man. Nice. Macho, macho. Closing out the ninth. What do we have? Wear sunblock if you go outside. I'm pretty sunburned. Uh... Betting on the Kentucky Derby is very difficult. Would you have? I put two bets down. The app, I will, I will tell you this. The app was, uh, it's a New York horse betting app, so it's not to scale as something like a uh, Selection Queens, something like that, uh, or so, uh, or a crowd, uh, crowd fight, something like that. Crowd yeah. Fight. Yeah, something like fight. that. A classic crowd fight. Yeah. <laughs> um, so reasonably so. It, it was not very quick. It it crashed quite often. But uh I put my hard-earned American dollars on let me see. Confidence game was one of them. And uh Derma something I put put a little bit of cash on. Mm. I don't but, know either of them, but nice. The uh the horse that won really had pretty short odds. Fifteen to one. Shut yeah. up. Nice. So I mean, good for them. I mean, I forget what the horse's name was, but I mean they, they really had something. All right, so here we go. What was it, Gertie? Mage. 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 All right, well, all right, so here we go. So I had uh Derma Sotogak. I don't know. No, you got it. You got it. Something like that. Right. And uh, confidence game really kind of kind of blew it. They came in tenth. They bring their confidence. Doesn't sound like it. Yeah. If you come in, come half on the pack. But uh, no, good for Mage. I'm I'm happy for that horse, and I'm happy for the jockey and whoever the trainer was. Good for them. My closing out the ninth thought. Shout out the Hughes brothers. Devils are back in the series, two to one your brief hockey kick of gone bridge in terms of the red Sox, though 21 and 15 they are seven and a half games out of the division but they are in a wild card spot they are two and a half games ahead of the yankees the blue jays did sweep the blue jay or the blue jays did sweep the pirates this weekend so now they're back a half game up on the red Sox. but the al east is a wagon we're loving what we're seeing from the Sox. And the Red Sox, who have played the second hardest schedule in the majors, have come out of the first week of May with their best week in two years. So with that being said, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Gonebridge Podcast and Twitter at Gonebridge. Don't forget to subscribe to our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Stitcher. And we'll be back next week with episode one. 27. See ya!